Happy Thursday and welcome to an off-schedule episode of J3G. We have a lot to uncover on today's episode, including the recap of the Super Wild Card Weekend and some predictions heading into that weekend, uh, the College Football National Championship, and some segments towards the end of the show, including something new we're going to try, so just stick around for that. But first thing we just want to get into is this James Harden trade. Um, If you're listening on Thursday, we're recording Wednesday evening, uh, James Harden has been included in a blockbuster trade to the Nets uh, for several first-round picks for the Rockets. Um, They also got Oladipo from the Pacers, and they also had traded Levert to the Pacers for Oladipo. Um, Q, Thomas, what are your thoughts on this trade? Who's going to be some winners and losers? Um, How do you think this is going to play out for all teams involved? Uh, Well, first off, Karis Levert is going to be a winner because he's going to go to the Pacers where he's obviously not sharing the court with uh, Kyrie or Durant or now a James Harden. Um, it's going to be able to get some more eyes on him because he's going to go into the starting lineup taking it Victor Oladipo's place. And he's probably, honestly probably going to be able to average, you know, it's going to be like a 22-point-per-game scorer there, I think, personally. Um, loser, the Nets bench. <laughs> <laughs> they they gave up everybody. Jared Allen's gone. DeAndre Jordan has to start now. Uh, who Who else is on the bench other than Jeff Green at this point? Isn't Jeff Green going to be a starter now? Nah, Joe Harris. Joe Harris will start at the three. Durant will probably go to the four. So and that would leave Jordan at the five. So Jordan's act. They did. Did they say that DeAndre Jordan's actually going to start? Because I saw something where I saw something where Jeff Green could be their one of their starters now. They're, they're five at six mm-hmm. eight. I mean, I guess they could take the Rockets route and. He's not P.J. Tucker, though. But <laughs> um, Now, how does this fare for Kyrie Irving? Like, do you think this is going to light a fire under his ass to get back on the court? Or do you think he's just going to, you know, not give a shit? Yeah, I think he's still not going to care. I mean, he played with the best player of all time. He played with a, a great lineage Boston Celtics team. Now he's on the Nets with his boy Kevin Durant. Now he got James Harden also. Like, that's – them having people on the team isn't a problem. It's Kyrie Irving. He's the problem. He's distracted or whatever he is. He played with the Cavs with the great leader in LeBron. That didn't mesh well. All right, whatever, you know. LeBron can be – he can try to be dominant, seem alpha or whatever. He go to Boston, probably the best franchise in – basketball history and they play better without him they yeah, almost go to the champ- supposed to be his team yeah, he, yeah they almost go championship without him so him this this isn't gonna do anything unless he changed within himself like it's yeah it's not the next fault that he's he's being a brat it's him so right, right. nothing's gonna change let me ask you real quick do you um do you remember the reputation dwight howard got when he was with Orlando, where he was like a coach killer or like a cancer to the locker room. Yeah. Yep. You remember? Well, that you was think more. That's how Kyrie Irving is going to be. That was more um, Demarcus Cousins. I feel like Kyrie's I ain't going never heard about Dwight path. Howard. Oh yeah, that's my fault. I might have got it mixed up. But I mean, regardless, I would how- I would still think I can see Kyrie kind of going down that path already. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Look at I mean, how many? 
How many teams in the NBA play better without their star player? That's true. Well, obviously, the Nets are a little different because they have star players. Yeah. But, you know, he he's already shown he's not – he can't really, in my opinion, at least he can't really lead a team. And, and to be honest, yeah. I think he wanted Steve Nash to be hired so he can walk all over him. I don't think if yeah. Ty Lue went to that team or Doc Rivers went to that team, none of this would be sliding. I think – he put yeah, in yeah. he put in Steve Nash name because he knew he can get away with stuff. Yeah, so, yeah I, Steve yeah. Nash didn't deserve right. This. I, yeah. I also had Nash's under one of my losers for this trade because you know this is his first time ever coaching, being a head coach. I mean, this is such a tall task for him, especially as being a rookie head coach. Yeah, because yeah. you have all these personalities on the team, and that's, there's so much pressure on him to figure it out and make sure that Harden, Irving, and Durant can all work out. That's that's going to be the, probably the most difficult part. That's one loser you that know, I had I, thought of, and another loser I thought of uh, was the fans outside of being Nets fans because now we have another super team that we have to freaking see yeah. that's probably going to end up running the East at this point. So also, the teams uh, that are competing in the East, at least teams that had aspirations for playoffs, are probably not going to be as, you know, they're not going to make it as far as you would think they were anymore because – Prior to this, I think the Nets were – they were good, but they weren't like super team Celtics or super team um, Warriors Heat, good. Warriors, yeah. Right. They were competitive, but they were still losing games, you know, to teams that, you know, were maybe just average or slightly above average. Well, they're going to – the issue they're going to run into at this point is on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they're going to be able to score a bunch of points, but, you know, out of – the three star players on the team at this point, Kevin Durant's the only one who plays, well, tries to play defense. He's a, he is a good defender. Yeah. yeah. James Harden, when he wants to play defense, has shown he has a capability to defend. Same with Kyrie. They've shown the capability to defend when they put their mind to it. It's just a matter of, is Steve Nash going to be able to get them focused enough to play defense on a nightly basis? Now, or, you know. Now, do you think it's going to be kind of like a Oklahoma City effect? Because, you know, Oklahoma City had KD... James Harden and Russell Westbrook, basically you're trading out Russ for Kyrie Irving. Do you think they're going to have the same effect where they're going to be really good, but they're not going to be good enough to actually get to the to the finals? Or even if they do get to the finals, will they actually get the championship? No, I don't. I don't see that. Um, the Oklahoma City team can't forget they also had Jeff Green on that team. They also had a great bench. With James Harden on that bench, like shot the Cephalosha. Yeah, I, nah, you can't compare. That they were young though. They were young. Yeah, they you were young. The Oklahoma City team to this Nets team. Like the problem with the Nets now is the depth. They have no depth, and you need depth to win a championship in basketball. Your star players gonna do what they do, but you need those role players to come yeah. in and drop fifteen yeah. in a championship game or something like that. Like, yeah, if, so. If I was I don't, I don't if even, I was Steve Nash, the way you would have to do, I think you'd do the minutes. Good. Uh, I, I was gonna say I don't even see them getting out the Eastern what Conference. To be honest, they too they top heavy now, and every other team in the East that's at the top, they have a bench. So I don't I don't even see the Nets getting out the East now. Before I saw them getting out the East. Now no, no. Before the trade. Before the trade, yes, I saw them getting yeah. out the East. I think um, they're gonna have to ration the minutes. I think you know. Obviously, all three of them are going to start. I think one of them is going to come out early in the first. 
That way, when the other two come out, the whoever they took out early is going to go back in. That way, they can keep some kind of scoring presence on the on the court at all times. Um, but to get back to the point of, they're KD and Harden. They're older now. Harden doesn't you know doesn't have a championship or anything. But KD's been on a championship team. He knows what it's what you have to do to win. Same kind of with Kyrie. You he they've been there. They know what you have to do. Yeah. It's just a matter of. Are are the other players on the team going to be able to buy into what they're trying to say? And that's on Steve Nash too. Can he yes. get the players to buy into what he's trying to do? Is he going to be able to be the alpha male like he should be as being the head coach? Nah, I don't. I don't see it. He messed up. I, I think he messed up accepting his job. <laughs> I mean, it seemed good. It seemed great on paper. Like, oh, for your sure. First, your first head coaching job in the NBA, and you get these two superstar players. Yeah, like it, it looks great. Like they vouching for you. They saying how you such a great person and mentor and all this stuff. And then, oh, like a week later, Kyrie Irving says we don't even need a coach. What, Bruh. He's. Nah. You're also talking about so, someone who is a flat earther. So, a lot of things that he <laughs> says that comes out of his mouth are just ridiculous. Yeah, I just I don't see like because Brad Steven had Brad Stevens had a hard time trying to keep Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, not so much Al Horford, it was more so Marcus Smart and, like, the younger guys. He had a hard time keeping all them in balance, especially when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward came back. I can only imagine what Steve Nash is going to have to go through in his first year trying to do the same thing. Like, at least Brad Stevens had some sort of experience in the NBA at this point. You know that – remember that episode of Fairly Out Parents with the basketball team where, like, they had all the dudes who just like wanted to be the star of the show, and then by the end of the show, they had like some new coach or something. And they were like, "It's my ball to share." That's what the <laughs> that's what the Nets need to do. They need to watch that episode and learn from that shit. Wasn't like a, a parody of the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters? I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, it, it, the the Nets are they're going to be entertaining to watch. I will give them that because you're going to get a lot of ISO ball. You're going to have – somebody's going to dribble it down to about five seconds. They're either going to put up a terrible shot or the throne is one of the other people to put up a terrible shot. Man, it's going to be great. These super teams are just getting watered down now. It's, it's annoying. It's getting annoying. Yeah, it's mad annoying And that, that's why I brought up it's like it sucks for the fans because it felt like we were finally getting back to having multiple teams that you could see make the playoffs. And you don't know who's going to actually go. And when yeah. I mean go, I mean like to the finals. Yeah. Like, But now it's just – it. like you said, it, it's watered down. Yeah, the Nets are almost surefire going to be one of those teams up there, at least for the East. I'm not saying for the whole, you know, NBA, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I just it sucks. Yeah, it, and, it just sucks. And the thing I liked about the NBA was they gave players power, like compared to the NFL. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I'm I'm kind of you know retracting my statement. I I don't like this no more, honestly. It's like he threw a hissy fit since he came came back playing, and it it's just annoying. Like, are you going to give in to every star, superstar that doesn't want to play for your organization anymore? Are you just going to sure. give them what they want? Like, yeah, it's, I, I don't like it. You'll run into a situation like uh, Orlando did twice where, you know, Shaq wanted out, Dwight Howard wanted out, and they didn't trade him, and they just left him free agency, and you got nothing back. Yeah, that's, so, that's true. I mean, I'm glad Houston at least got something. I'm saying, but Houston had I, three years left on his deal. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have. Yeah, they could have kept it in a stranglehold. Yeah, you know, just had him ride it out there. But let's be, you know, he's already sitting out of practices and games. Like you said, he was throwing a fit. Yeah, getting fat. <laughs> I, looking real thick. <laughs> um, do you think Houston got better or worse with the trade though? Uh, I think in on the long run they're going to be better. Yeah, long without run, a doubt. Right. Are you kidding me? They got several first round picks. They got uh, swaps with other teams. Uh, I think Oladipo is a really good fit for them, also, because um, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have Boogie, you're gonna have John Wall, you're gonna have Oladipo still in the lineup. I mean, they're they're gonna be still competitive. So not finals competitive, did, but they'll be competitive y- still. Yeah. Disregard the draft picks for now. Do you think? Houston will be better with Oladipo or better with James Harden? I think James Harden makes them a better team, but I think they can still be competitive with Oladipo. I th- yeah, I mean, cute. it's, it's really hard to – I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how he just fits in that lineup, period. Yeah, James Harden giving you 29 and 10 assists is, is great. But, but he doesn't play defense. You, yeah, you got John Wall, a facilitator. He can do that work. And yeah. Yeah. Like Vic score – Stuff like that. But the only bad thing is that's three players with injury history on your team yeah. now. With Houston. Yeah, with bad, John Wall, bad injuries. And all yeah. lower right. lower body injuries, yeah, too. Right. So they might be uh, game game managing. So I don't know if the record going to look good. But they, they'll definitely bond better than with James Harden. For yeah, sure. Chemistry sure. in the locker well, room will be better. They have uh, Oladipo's a free agent at the end of the year, so they can obviously – I mean, See whether or not they want to no, keep try to no keep problem him resigning him if they want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like you said, yeah, you're basing a lot on three guys with injury history. But look at what you got in return. Like AJ said, all those draft picks that you're getting in return. Yeah, I mean, you see what Boston, you see what Boston did when they got all those draft picks a couple of years ago, yeah. and who that turned right. into. I'm not saying that. So Brooklyn, you know, Houston's going to find the next guy. But Brooklyn is preparing for win now, and yeah. Houston has the opportunity yes. to. Build a dynasty. Houston's long run, right? Yeah, Houston needs something, man. They do. God dang, that whole bro. city is just sad. Astros, and, the I would say it all started with the, it. All started with the Astros. <laughs> Sheesh, <Look>. man. <laughs> it all started with the Astros, man. Um, who, who's more? Who's more cursed, Atlanta or Houston? Uh, I'm gonna drop a third. I'm gonna say Detroit's more cursed. <laughs> Oh man, Detroit! <laughs> Detroit ain't never winning anything again. At, hey, at least ain't winning nothing. At least the Rockets uh, were competitive for a very long time, and also yeah. uh, the Astros. Even though they cheated, look, they got their World the Rockets Series. Also, the Rockets also did get a championship, so. and the Texans have been to the playoffs that, multiple yeah. times got a in the past decade. Oh yeah, they, Detroit had a couple championships. Yeah, I'm but tripping. In, but in present modern day, oh hell no, boy, Detroit. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we're yeah. talking, if we're talking Michigan. about the last decade. No. Yeah, Michigan University's never won anything. Um, nope. Detroit. Done. Uh, the Red Wings suck. Uh, the Pistons. The Tigers. The Pistons suck. Detroit Tigers. Oh Lord. The the Tiger. The Tigers missed their opportunity. The line. The Lions ain't even gonna sniff a Super Bowl. Boy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't even compare Houston to Atlanta right now. Atlanta has so much good going for that city as yeah, a sports some, team. They got some upside. Or for the sports teams. Yeah. Outside especially, of especially for the Braves. Outside of the you know, the stigma of blowing leads. I mean, everything's on the upside. The Braves are a World Series competitive team. Uh the Hawks are finally getting to where they should be after 
all these years. Yeah, they're getting some pieces. You know? Right. Um, Shout out to Cam Regis the other night. The Falcons are about to go into a rebuild, and as long as they make the right moves, they're going to be competitive, hopefully, in the next you know two or three years again. And then, yeah. you know, so I, you it it's hard to compare them. Um, but I'd say if we're comparing Houston and Detroit, I'd say Detroit <laughs> is probably way, way worse. And um, it's cold, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of sadness in teams, um, uh, the Steelers Sunday night. Yeah, we'll start with them. Um, Q, do you want do you want to talk about it? Oh, oh, my voice got crackly. Oh, woo! This this broke my heart. Um, I didn't have my Devin Bush jersey on, so when <laughs> when uh, Pouncey. Snapped the ball over Ben Roethlisberger's head. I, I grabbed that jersey as fast as possible. Thank you, you know, thanks for change. Next possession, threw a pick. I was like, oh, Lord, it's going to be one of them games. Um, being down 28-0 in the first quarter definitely uh, made me depressed. I almost turned the game off. I almost gave up. Um, once again, Ben Roethlisberger needs to retire been preaching this since 2016 i've been saying he need to retire since he threw five picks against the jacks in 2016 i wanted him gone i want him out of the organization um i can't say nothing about the running game because you really can't run a ball when you're down 28-0 in the first quarter um i i don't know man now do you think do you think they need to have some front office changes I don't think it's the front office. Nah, I don't think it's I the mean, front office. I mean, they've had how many consecutive winning seasons? Since Mike Tomlin's been there, right? Yeah, I mean, has it been? He has. A, he's never had a, a nah, losing season? No, he never season? had a losing season. No. He always went, his worst records are 8-8. Eight and eight. I I mean, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of Steelers fans, so I'm on, like, Steelers Twitter, basically, because, you know, you can see all the tweets they like and retweet and shit. And yeah. what I'm seeing is the fans are – not upset at the success of Tomlin and how, you know, he has, you know, has always had a winning record, kept the Steelers competitive. It's not being able to finish in the playoffs when they need to, especially of the more recent years. Yeah, I You mean, know, it's like but, they just get mediocre as soon as they hit the end of the year to the playoffs. I mean, but damn, we, we run into some hot teams. We ran into yeah. 20, 2016, I thought it was going to be our year. I'm not going to lie. We ran into the Jags. They was hot. I don't know what they was on. That defense was crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was it was called Saxonville for a reason. That defense was nuts. Mm-hmm. We ran into them. Um didn't make the make, make the playoffs last year. We either losing to New England. We always lose to either in the second round. It's the, it's always the something. Chiefs now. Yeah, like there's we, always somebody there, it seems yeah, like. It's like and I can't I can't blame the front office. To me, it's the players, bro. It's like we're we keep signing these players, we keep drafting the positions we need. Like they're doing their job. We get in the positions we need. Just like those players just aren't executing. Like, did you see Kareem Hunt? The dude didn't even break a hundred yards. He was still going crazy. I thought he had like two hundred the way he was running <laughs> a lot. Like, bruh, like it's like no one wanted to tackle. No one wanted to tackle. No one wanted like I was just – I was like, bro, is the defense sleep? Is it because it's a late game? Like, it looked very See, bad, bro. I don't know how much I want to put into the defensive struggles because I, Devin Bush went down earlier in the season, right? Yeah. But 
How long is when did Bud Dupree go down? Against the Jags. I don't know what week that was, but it was against the Jags. So, but it was a little later in the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, when you look, the defense was doing this thing up until Bud Dupree really got hurt because at that point, there's no other pass rush other than TJ Watt. What are you going to do? You're going to double team TJ Watt and make make old man Cam Hayward try to beat you. But the thing is, we haven't really been getting scored on. And we haven't been yeah. scoring. That's the thing. But Cleveland obviously exposed the hell out of us. Well, I wouldn't even say exposed us because they had they first like four possessions was starting from like they they our thirty yard line, so yeah. they didn't have much much field to go down. But um, yeah, I mean the offense looked horrible. Been looking suspect all year. Once Claypool had those great first five games, he went quiet. Yeah, I remember one. One season, one week early, he went crazy. Yeah. What did he have, like four touchdowns? He went, he yeah. He was going nuts. We, yeah, he went crazy we one look, game. He looked great. And, yeah, like AJ said, it's, as the season progressed, we we digressed. And it was – it showed. And I said we'll lose in the first round. But then we beat the Colts. We we almost beat the, the Browns with some second you string got your host back up. Oh, man, I was on the, I was on the hype train again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I let I let my heart cloud my judgment again, and it, it hurts. It hurts a lot, man. It it really hurts seeing uh, a story franchise just constantly get beat on in the playoffs. I, yeah. I don't want to play into you know what the media thinks as far as you know why the Browns won, and it's based on oh they had a chip on their shoulder going into the game because Juju had that press conference and he had said that the Browns are a bunch of nameless gray faces. The Browns are the Browns. Um, but I think credit needs to be given where it's due to the Browns because they went in there. They went into Pittsburgh, for one. They were yeah. without their head coach, without a ton of starters, especially on defense, and they still and, they put and up, what, 40, 49? I think it was 48, 37, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they go in, yeah. they put up 40, 40-something points against one of the best defenses in the NFL and make a statement as – a team that just barely missed winning the division. Yeah. I well, have. we said it. We said last week, you know, when you get those divisional games and playoffs, and that's your third time playing somebody, it's hard. It's hard to win a third time. Yeah. Uh, granted, yeah. they didn't win, but it was like you said, second stringers, the second game. It's it's hard to get three wins when you see that team that many times in one season, especially with a team who. You know, you gave him bulletin board material. The Brown, the Browns are the Browns. Yeah, just like He's, he tried to kind of go back on that and change what it meant, but we all knew what it meant. Yeah, just like AJ said, it's um, saying you don't want to give it to the media and all that stuff. Trust me, them players saw that because oh, one hundred percent. Jarvis was talking after the game, and like Kareem Hutt was saying stuff, making videos saying the Browns are Browns, right? Like players see that, and Juju just being a young player. I think he just got caught up in the moment because that's, yeah. that's not at like you know the Browns and the Steelers is a rivalry. It's not. Since no, the modern, no, it's, it's, it's not like it's, it's not be... like Steelers Ravens. Yeah, since the modern yeah. era, we have beaten them forty four times. They only won seven. This yeah. it's no rivalry here. All right, right. But it's it's a big brother, little brother. Yeah. Thing. Granted, Juju did kind of cover his bases. You know, he he talk to talk and walk to walk because he still had 160 yards receiving and Bro, a touchdown. Bro, threw the ball 68 times. He did. I hope he got but the ball. But still, 
68 <laughs> times, bro. Yeah. The, the that one man's going to need surgery again. The one thing that kind of irked me a little bit was uh, earlier this – well, I say earlier this week. Today's only Wednesday. But oh, when you're talking about yesterday? Claypool – it was yesterday, Jesus. Yeah. Claypool went on oh, yeah. TikTok I, I to and say was just talking so much shit about the Browns. Annoying. Like The one thing that I did see is he showed like his iPad to the screen – and he was like, "Look at this corner." I see. I saw his handshake, and he was nervous. But the one thing about <laughs> the about corner, four-string corner, yeah, right. <laughs> the, this corner literally only had a week to prepare. I think he came off the practice squad. If if he wasn't practice squad, he like hardly gets it's playing. Special time. teamer, probably. If anything, yeah. So yeah, of course he's going to be some kind of nervous. But to I mean, first like, meaningful are, snaps in a playoff game. Why are you bringing that up? You lost. You know yeah, and, exactly, and as a defensive player, your job is to react. So if the wide receiver is going to do a little head nod or something, of course you're going to react. Sure, that's your job. So that a yeah, fast switch I, that didn't make no sense to me. I was like, he was doing his job, and then also he had said, uh, "It's whatever." The Browns they're, are going to get clapped by the Chiefs next week anyway. But yeah. now there's a thing going around that are the Steelers' wide receivers, which mainly Juju and uh, Claypool are. They jinxing the other teams that they play, so now now I've <laughs> like seen Drake. some Chiefs fans, and they're like, "Yo, hold up, we just saw what the Browns did to y'all after y'all talk shit. Don't make them come and do this shit to us and knock us out in the first round." Yeah. So, uh, given just even more bulletin board material, yeah, the Browns will probably make that game against the Chiefs a little bit more competitive. And it's, oh, I, it's that I think it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. yeah. But That's how also, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That underdog mentality. I don't. I'm yeah. not saying the Browns going to the Super Bowl, but that underdog not, mentality not, is real. It's still hard to say that if they're actually going to be able to beat the Chiefs because they're going straight to KC. Yeah, but it's I mean, not. It's, no not, fans, it's not. I would you say know, it's not that KC. Uh, yeah, it's not that arrow the home field yeah, advantage. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Could have probably been Dang. a different game in Pittsburgh had uh, had it been a full. Been right. Right. Um, don't don't forget Kareem Hunt gets a revenge game technically. Yeah, that is true also. For sure. For sure. Um touching base on the other wild card games, uh one thing I do want to point out, I want at least one game every week starting next year to be on Nickelodeon. I don't care if it's a Sunday <laughs> oh, night game. It was dude, so annoying. I it was, like dude, it. are you kidding me? You didn't? It was fantastic. I, like it, I loved it. It was too childish. I'm watching football. I'm watching okay, no, hit each other. Here's the thing, though. But if you want to watch football, why didn't you watch on the other? I was about to say, it was also on Oh, CBS. I did. But I was, seeing, I was seeing clips and stuff of it. I was watching on Amazon but, Prime. But it was, it was good, though, because like for younger kids who don't really know how it works, it's a good way to get involved because they had Nate Burleson up there who obviously knows what he's talking about. Like I, I watched it. They had you on know the Nickelodeon just to see what it was. The yeah. kid friendly announcers. I, I loved it. It was basically just like NFL meets SpongeBob. Finally, yeah. It, you know, it, well, it was a very, it was a good way to learn. Yeah, like you know, and the, like you know, the way that they were the way that they were by talk- watching the game. Yeah, but the no way slime that, coming out. Okay, if I'm like eight years old and no. I'm watching the game though, and I hardly know what's going on, these announcers were actually you know describing how things work in the game, the penalties and everything. Right. Yeah. Why what why a player was. does this? Why a this play was ran this certain way? So Until you take it wasn't it to a game. You take them to a game, they expect slime to come out the field. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, could see, you could see it was CGI. That keeps it up. fun. Kids don't know that. But okay, the Sean Payton one wasn't the, CGI. No, no. That, that was, was actually real, pretty that was cool. Real. But my the, the reason why I liked it so much is because, you know, you, you, we always tell, tell ourselves, like, oh, if 
my girl watches football and she doesn't know what's going on, I'll just explain it to her as it goes. Eventually, it starts getting annoying. You don't <laughs> want to have to explain And you wouldn't have had to do that. <laughs> to you. Yeah, because I like they were helping doing people. It. I like you. Look, it's not that I don't like helping people. It's the fact that I can't have her sit down and watch the broadcast on Nickelodeon <laughs> and call it a day. Now, something that they might have to do going forward is put it on like a one or two second delay because there were a couple F bombs that made it through the, uh, oh, yeah. the speakers. The hot mic, yeah. The hot mics, the hot mic yeah. Was funny. I was having a. Bl- I, Always, always nothing wrong with a good I feel, hot mic. I, so I feel like everyone on social media was just looking for, just listening for <laughs> the f bomb or the, some kind of curse word to be said on Nickelodeon, so they could immediately snap it and put it on Twitter and go oh, viral and everything. But it was no trust it me, was, it happened. It was hilarious. Uh, I loved the SpongeBob in the uh, in the field goal post when they were kicking field goals. Um, yeah. I loved the the Sandy helmet. On the players, when they had their helmets off, they had like the little CGI of uh, Sandy's, uh, like her little bubble helmet, or na- like she wore like an astronaut yeah, suit, yeah, basically to breathe, to yeah. breathe. Right, yeah. right. They had that over like Drew Brees and shit. I thought that was hilarious. Um, hey, I think that I, was I ultimate. Liked that. I thought it was a good way to get it going. Ultimate win by the NFL for doing that. I think a lot of other leagues are probably going to look into maybe you know trying to do something of the same caliber because that's one of the best ways to reach out to their younger generation. Um, I, the main league I think that can take some tips from this would be the MLB because they're struggling to, you know, get new fans and everything. Yeah. Um, The younger generation. Right. Uh, another thing, um, as far as what else had happened, uh, every single underdog this weekend covered the spread. And I want to say this is two years in a row that that's happened for wild card weekend. Like even the teams that, you know, were projected to win, some of them, most of them did win, but the opposing team covered the spread. And I'm mainly looking at uh, Indianapolis that ruined my minus six and a half for Buffalo. That pissed me off, but the over did hit. And then um, I missed the Tampa Bay one. I had Tampa Bay uh, minus, I think for the episode it was eight and a half. Um, yeah. They ended up, yeah, it was. They ended up. Losing that one because the score was thirty-one to twenty-three. It was eight, right? Yeah, it was an eight-point game. Shout out to uh, the Taylor Heineke show. ODU's finest. Yeah. Um. That that was unreal. What he did. They were they were comparing him to Michael Vick. The way he was getting out of the pocket, running around, extending plays. Uh. I think he could probably get some get some looks from teams that some need looks, yeah at least a, a a good backup quarterback. I don't think he'll go anywhere and start, to be honest with you. But he did say that he actually... The way he looked, you never know. He did say he feels home in Washington and he hopes they re-sign him. I think that's the humble boy in him because he just came from the XFL. So he yeah. doesn't you know, want to say the wrong thing and then teams think that he's wrong. They want to see that you know, he's probably a committed guy, uh, someone they can rely on, things like that. Especially if Washington plans on not re-signing him. I think they'd be stupid yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, well, it, it, it was a shock to a lot of people like who just watched him for the first time. But when you see all the people who played with him in college, or you know, Bobby Wilder was talking about it. These are all guys who seen this coming. Like they were just trying to tell people like all he needs is a chance and he's gonna ball out. Yeah, yeah. So for him to be able to do it on a national stage in the playoffs against Tampa Bay in a meaningful game was was huge. Yeah. yeah. That that was the best scenario for him, for sure. 
even the play like that, what he, the dive he had from like five yards out for the touchdown. Somebody put a side by side. Yeah, yeah somebody extended. put a side by side from when he. Somebody put a side by side photo. I guess uh, while he was at ODU doing the same exact play. Yeah, and the, di- the, the same and everything. The same end zone, like same part of the field too. Yep. Same same corner too. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, that's something that I'll definitely be looking for in the future as far as, you know, what's going to happen in the offseason with him. I hope he does kind of stay with Washington. I think he's a good fit there, uh, a little closer to home. I don't know exactly where he's from. Is he from Virginia? I think I think he's – no, he's from Jersey, I think. Okay, well, that's still pretty close to home. Close enough. I mean, yeah. I'd rather stay with Washington than go to the Giants the J- or the Jets. I'd say the Jets might need a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Jets are – they might go with one in the draft anyways. Um, yeah, we'll see. Seattle – do now? Do we think Seattle was an upset? Um, I want to fight Russell Wilson to be honest. <laughs> yes I, and no. He played so I really bad. Wanna, I really want to catch a fade with him, bro. Like, what? What is wrong with him? I he like, completely bro. fell off, dude. The fall from grace he had because you looked the first couple weeks of the season. The, the numbers he was putting up were bro, ridiculous. MVP conversation. And then out of nowhere, it was like he just. Fell off. Pick after yeah. pick after pick. After he played, was a turnover machine. He played bad. He played really bad. They played like they didn't even know what was going on. Dog. Like, was, at all. And how about... That defense has been trash. How about yeah. uh, John Wolfer getting hurt? He had a neck injury. Uh, one thing I do want to point out. So he had a neck injury. He went in the ambulance. And then the next day, uh, Sean McVay comes out with the injury report in his press conference. And he's like, yeah, Wolfer's going to be fine. It's just a stinger. Like what do you mean? <laughs> he went to the went to the hospital, but oh boy, Jamal also, Adams. That, do you think that was a dirty hit? I'm a Jamal Adams fan, so nope, no, no bias, no bias. <laughs> Don't be biased. Nope. Could I think it could have gone both ways. It was a bang bang play. He was already <laughs> in the process of going down. Bang bang play. That Continue, it happens AJ. too much for me to not not as bad as when Teddy Bridgewater got hit that year, but or um, Joe Flacco. Exactly. Ooh, oh, bang, Kiko Alonso, yeah. Um, but shout out to Jared Goff just coming off the bench because when Wolford went down, I was like, I, I don't know who their third string quarterback is going to be. But then you see <laughs> Goff. They only had, they didn't have Cooper one. Cup. And then you see, <laughs> and then you see Jared Goff come off the bench and play with his injury and the way that he played. The broken I mean, thumb, he right? He played great. Uh, yeah. Also, Cam Akers end of the year coming out party is rolling into the playoffs as well. He was running yeah. his ass off. Um, so they got one. Yeah, so they got Cam, one there. Cam Akers went to Florida State, right? Yes, yep. he did. He did. Hey, he Florida. was. He was after Dalvin. Hey, they they yep. producing some backs now. They are. They do. They definitely do. Um, the last two. I at think. Least. I do think the Rams can give Green Bay a run. I don't know how much. Mm, I think it, defense, it's going to be detrimental on Aaron Donald playing. It's, I don't think he's actually been ruled if he's going to play or not. Yeah, because uh, I know he got the, hurt the, also. The thing I'm most excited for that game is Devontae, Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. Yes, for sure. The way Jalen Ramsey was clamping up DK. Bro, I've been trying to bro. tell you, Jalen Ramsey is the best corner. When when he, want, when he wants to be. No. He had that little no, falling out. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He had that falling out in Jacksonville where he didn't want to play there. Yeah. They traded him to the Rams. He had that one bad game like when he first got there. Yeah, when he first got there, they snapped on him. And then and – then, Ever since then, he's been Jalen Ramsey. It's something that I've noticed with, like, these big-name players, like, especially Jalen Ramsey. So, you you know, he's one of the biggest names. I mean, he's still one of the biggest names. 
but he was in the press and the news for the wrong reasons. You know, him latching out, being pissed off, doing all these antics. He gets to where he wants to go. They're still trying to find ways to break him down. Now we're another year later. You don't hear anything about him. He just plays. No. And he plays great. He's happy. He's See, happy. Right. The, he ha- he's happy where he wants to be. The difference between, let's say, Jalen Ramsey and um, James Harden, the, the Jags was trash. Yeah. They had yeah. that one great season, and then they went yep. straight back to losing. Yeah. Like, so, he, of course, your, your best player is going to be angry about that. James Harden, that team could go to the – uh, Western Conference Finals if he actually plays and applies himself with that roster, but he didn't. And then he also also uh, another player to point out, uh, Antonio Brown. Same shit. A little bit more hey, dude, exaggerated, yeah. but now he, he's on the Bucks. He's happy. He's happy. There's no shit talk, nothing like that, and he's playing great. And he's playing great yeah, as a yeah. slot at that. I, I, I blame Ben Roethlisberger. I hate him. <laughs> he ran AB out. He ran Le'Veon out. He ran everybody out, man. God dang, leave, man. They were supposed to be the the killer bees, bro. Jeez, they were the killer they bees. Were. They were. AB <laughs> having a great time with Tom Brady, catching touchdowns, man, making me sick to my stomach. They're all having fun over there. Having a they're a all having ball. fun. Having a ball. And then uh, <laughs> playoff. <Nice weather. laughs> Lamar finally got his playoff win against Tennessee right, I, at that. Yeah. Yeah, I did not expect that to be honest. And the comeback fashion as well. Yeah. Um, I. Which. Yeah. Which was the down. the thing people were saying going to the game that the Ravens don't need to fall behind, and they fell behind. Yeah. and they Won. So. See, I believe. I don't. I don't know if we actually. I'm sure we touched on it, but I do remember saying, if Baltimore stops Derrick Henry, which are like, oh, who's going to stop Derrick Henry? Uh. Baltimore's going to win this game. And that's exactly what they did. They did not like Derrick Henry yeah. do shit. He had 40, yeah. 40 yards on 18 carries. He was only averaging two yards. Mm. Uh, and Tannehill looked like shit also. He had 165 yards. <laughs> and then they let, no. they let Lamar run if, all over them again. Yeah, again. I mean, well, we knew Tennessee's defense was suspect. We knew their defense was not good. Do you know what the, now, do you know what the prop what? bet? For Derrick Henry was for rushing yards going into that game, I'm gonna say it 150. Was, probably like no, it wasn't that much. It was, oh. <laughs> it was 117.5. Oh, I was close enough. Oh, I was wow. close enough. Yeah, sorry, I, I talked to every no, time. No, but no. So what I wanted to say was, if you look at the way Tennessee was calling plays on offense, that looked like the laziest play call <laughs> I've seen in a playoff game. And I don't know how long. Like, like it looked like the offensive coordinator. Just didn't want to be there. I think he was trying to just rely on Derrick Henry to bail him out again. I mean, yeah. it, it really looked like Tennessee was going to run away with it because A.J. Brown came out just yeah. going crazy. crazy. And that touchdown catch that he had on was On everybody fantastic. who was covering him. That first touchdown? Yeah. He he was cooking everybody who covered him. It just like fizzled out. It was like, what what happened? Where'd he go? Yeah. He didn't do nothing. Uh, I think the Ravens having Derrick Wolf and Calais Campbell definitely helped this year compared to last year. Yeah. This year they had people to stuff that middle, so Derrick Henry couldn't just run through him. And Pr- Pernell McPhee was all over the place too with all his tackles. So underrated rookie, yeah. uh, Patrick yeah. Queen. Yeah, hey, I said Patrick Queen. You did, last you week. did last yeah, week. Yeah. You mm-hmm. did, and I didn't. I shot it down. <laughs> I'm not, I'll be honest, I they, shot it down. They got that now, linebacker for a reason. 
They do. How, how do you think they do with the Bills? You know, the Bills obviously have a better defense than Tennessee Ooh. by miles. That's the offense is the not Bills as good are, as Tennessee. The Bills are going to be reliant on the pass offense. this time, yeah. I think, because they don't have that one-two punch that they have with Singletary and Moss. Uh, yeah. I think Moss is out for this game. They did go ahead and sign Devontae Freeman. Um, but That's a good pickup. I think, uh, I think Buffalo is still going to win this game. Let's not forget they also have the biggest – they basically have a fullback at quarterback That's out there true. too. That is yeah, true. He decides to run. The Bills and Ravens game got canceled this year, I believe. So yes. they, they didn't mm-hmm. play. But I I remember last year that that man Lamar was getting busy on him. He was, he was freaking on him. So I don't know if that's going to light a fire on the Buffalo. Like we're not letting that happen again. Yeah. Or it's going to light a fire on the, the Ravens. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Tremaine Edmonds in a the a spy, but it's going to be a little bit of a different spy. Like I don't think they're going to dedicate just one person to a spy, but I also don't think it's going to be a contain if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Lamar versus Josh Allen is going to be probably one of the best games of the weekend. I, they're going to have to force Lamar to throw, and the way he looked throwing the ball last week, eh, I, he's still got work to do. It's fun. <laughs> it's it's funny that his best game throwing the ball this year was in a downpour against New England. That's the best he's looked all season throwing the ball, and it was in the worst possible weather condition you could have had. Yeah, and it might snow in Buffalo. So yeah, so yeah. Maybe, maybe might, he's just yeah, a maybe he's a bad weather thrower. Who knows? Hey, can we talk about that quarterback class though? So three, three of those quarterbacks are in the playoffs now. Wait, Baker, yep. Lamar, and um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yep. So that's that's a, that's that's. I, the I only do two think when it's said and done that, that, that draft class of quarterbacks is going to go down as one of the best in history. Yeah, if they can keep a a nice group around the players, I mean, around these quarterbacks, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah, it'll be in, yeah, I think it'll be in that that John Elway, Dan Marino conversation. Do, yeah. Don't don't forget about the year. You know what was it? Was it Eli Rivers? Ben came out all the same year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, three. And you know that's got that's got five four Super Bowl rings. I didn't say and they'd be the best. I said they'd class. be in the conversation when it's said. One, yeah, 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 no, I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, just get you thinking about some of the other quarterback classes. Hey, didn't uh, Ryan Leaf come out of that one too? No, Ryan Leaf came out the Peyton one. Yeah, the that's Peyton right. One. That's right. Ninety-eight. Yeah, it was. A, Damn, it was I'm a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, because Peyton went. Peyton went number one because I. He had. He gave an interview and he said specifically. He said, "I told the Colts if you don't pick me." This will be the worst decision you've ever made. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, quarterbacks from way long ago, uh, we have Grandpa Tom and Grandpa Drew Ooh. Uh, versus each other. Oh, another Tom. another playing a team for the third, third time. Game. And New Orleans has fared very well versus Tampa Bay in the first two. Do we think this is going to be a different show out, or do we think New Orleans yes. is still going to stand their, stand their ground? <laughs> I think it's going to be – no, honestly, I think it's going to be different. because Now, is this biased to you Tampa like Bay's Tom Brady? Ha- no. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I think Tampa Bay's offense has had enough time playing together now. I think, you know, the wide receivers are starting to realize they're not each going to get 10 targets a game. They're they're falling in their in their niche, you know. Chris Godwin's going to do what he does. AB's going to play in the slot like he does, and Mike Evans is going to do what he does. Hey, Godwin's going to have to have a hell of a game. Because, oh, my dude. Because Lattimore's going to be on Evans, and Janoris Jenkins is going to be on AB. 
That's so what I'm saying. Yeah, Williams, it's going to be on Chris Godwin. Yeah, so I think Williams going to be covering Godwin. He's going to have the ball because now Janoris Jenkins is no joke. I want to see uh, Chauncey no Gardner Johnson try to bitch out Antonio Brown. <laughs> Dude, nah. he he's gotten like two people suspended or two people suspended from a game this year. He's a dick. A spec, or, yeah, and he got his own teammate cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, from punching him in the face. Yeah. He's, not, he's not gonna cover AB. That's, that's gonna be Janoris Jenkins. No, assignment. it's gonna be a. Um, he's gonna end up guarding Gronk or something like that. Oh, Malcolm Jenkins. And well, yeah, Jenkins. Yeah, they got. They, got Jenkins, they, have a, yeah. they have a great defense, bro. Yeah, they about are it, yeah. stacked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and well, their pass well, rush. You remember what happened last time? Jenkins tried to guard Gronk in a playoff game or the Super Bowl. Hey, Gronk that was, was going crazy. That was three, four years ago. We talking about yeah. now, mm-hmm. but I, honestly, but I think if if Tampa Bay was smart, I think they would try to establish the run early. Yeah, for sure. Get get out there, run, get Fournette going. I'd say get Ronald Jones is out again, right? Uh, I have no clue. Yeah, I haven't checked, but I, I if he is, I don't trust Leonard Fournette. To be honest, <sighs> Fournette. Yeah, I mean, Fournette, Fournette wasn't running too course. bad versus uh, versus oh, Washington. No, he, he he wasn't, but yeah. he carried that low against that team. But also the Saints the Saints I'm pretty sure have a top five defense. Well, hey, that game's in New Orleans, right? It is. Yeah. Leonard Fournette in the playoffs, he played his played the college ball in LSU. You're making that correlation, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a little bit of a homecoming, you never know. He is from Baton Rouge, right? I know he's I think he's from that area. I just know is he's he from, from Baton Rouge. He's from or was Louisiana. He from yeah, because I know he's from remember, Louisiana. Because I remember, is. should we should uh, we fact check that? I'm gonna. I got no, you, he's I got from you. Louisiana. I'm 100 percent sure, but I don't know which city dude specifically. Because I remember the um, hurricane happened, and he was talking about it before his um, choice to go to LSU. Hmm. Because I think he was That's the top of the class. Yep in, he he is from New. He was born in New Orleans. Yeah, he's from that area for sure. Yeah, I know. So, I, Okay. Homecoming. Nah, right. I I believe the Saints <laughs> will win. The game against the Bears, I think they was just playing around, honestly. I, you don't think they took it serious? I don't think they took it I wouldn't take serious. it serious. <laughs> and uh, Breeze versus Brady again. Breeze already beat him twice. The first time any quarterback done that in a division. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't see... I don't know. I don't. This I don't is trust also, Tampa this is also the, the curtain closing on Drew Brees' career. So I think yeah, they're I really going to give a push. You know, they're trying to do that last send out Super Bowl. Try to send him out the right way. Right. Yeah. That's the definitely send off. Yeah. yeah. Of I don't, course. I don't the, see the Tampa Ray defense showing up. Like that defense is. They're, yeah, they're talented. not that good. Yeah, but they're yeah. not good. Right. <laughs> At all. The they secondary got is not good. They're great on, great on paper. Yeah. That front seven. Good. That secondary the best thing that, trash. Yeah, the thing they won't have to worry about though is going to be a mobile quarterback. That's the bright side for a Tampa Bay's defense. What you mean? Taysom Hill about to come in. Wildcat. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Taysom Hill. Wildcat. <laughs> I understand, but Taysom Hill sub package all the time. Wildcat. He can throw the ball. You still yeah. got to worry about that. Too. I, yeah, but if but if you see Taysom Hill coming, you can put in a a design defensive package for that. I'm talking about like. Drew Brees, like how Heineke was like when the play broke down, Heineke was taking off and running. You're not getting that with Drew Brees. Okay, so what? What? That's what, what I mean. What? What? Where was that when they lost thirty-eight-three? Hey, Drew Brees look, couldn't run then. Game. That was a different game. Right. I believe. Game. I believe Drew Brees was hurt. 
Dang, was he coming off the ribs or something? And he came back and put 38 on their neck. Look, that's so a different what, game. What's, the, what's the difference between then and now? He's more playoff healthy game, now. Man. It's a playoff game. All right. I mean, the Saints defense ain't changed. I mean, offense ain't changed. And Tampa Bay defense ain't I think, changed. I think that, that game goes either the Saints winning a blowout or the game is going to be close. And at the two-minute warning, Tom, Tommy Boy is leading the drive to win the game. Uh, remember the last time? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, man, the Saints' defense is amazing. Like, I don't, I, I can't, I can't see Tom Brady whipping up that defense like he do other teams and stuff. Like that team I'm, is literally we'll from from defense to tackle to free yeah, safety is it's talented. Loaded. It's like, loaded. Yeah, yeah. They're they're built up really well. Yeah. The the fact that they lost four games is kind of astonishing because I would have thought they probably would have lost one or two. Tampa and, Bay? and what makes it oh, ironic the is the fact Oh, the that Saints. Tampa oh, Bay lost five. They didn't, oh, they lost five. Okay. Didn't, uh, they didn't lose any of the games while Drew Brees was out, right? I don't think so. No, I, I think yeah. Taysom Hill won them all. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure Taysom Hill did win. Now, I don't think Taysom Hill's their future. No. James, but, uh, yeah, Jameis. I, I would say Jameis. <laughs> I would love, I would love, I would love to see Jameis, but I feel like there's some kind of reason why they're not riding with him. <laughs> Probably because um, Taysom, Taysom been, Taysom been in the uh, system. That'll be for another story when he gets resigned or if he goes somewhere else. Uh, last thing we want to touch on for the, the playoffs uh, before we get into college football um, is we have a Baker versus Mahomes uh, playoff game rematch. Uh, now a lot of speculation you know going around is are we going to see the texas tech versus oklahoma shootout of like 800 yards passing and yeah everything like that i mean these are completely different circumstances of course but it's an nfl team it better not get like that <laughs> baker versus mahomes is is pretty exciting in itself it's going to be interesting yeah, yeah. for sure oh uh, a thousand percent this is probably going to be my second favorite i think my first favorite game is going to be baltimore versus buffalo but my second favorite game is going to be Cleveland versus KC. Um, Cleveland's going to have a chip on their shoulder again because they still have losers talking shit behind their back. Sorry, Q. <laughs> and, you know, they're already being written off against the Chiefs. They, I mean, they have something to prove. And they have a great team. They get their head coach back. That could be good or bad for them. I mean, they should be getting a lot of people back. They should go into this game healthy, barring, you know, COVID and everything. Uh, I'm not 100% writing off Cleveland from this game, though. I think they can make it competitive if they really want to be there. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, if they can establish that run, uh, KC going to have a problem. Um, yeah. Jarvis looking good. Baker's been looking phenomenal ever since Odell went down. Nick Chubb. Oh, man. He's a problem, man. He, he runs is... over everybody. Dog. How, how many times? How many times you say chubby time last week, Oof. AJ? Too many. <laughs> he's <laughs> too many. He's to piss a off a lot of Steelers fans. <laughs> and too many. Like the Browns aren't the best throwing team. They, I think they rank twenty fourth in the league in throwing, but they're third in rushing. So yeah. it's going to be a. And they have one of the best offensive run. lines. Yeah, establish that run. They should get all their guys back too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like, 
Batonio to come back. But also, but KC, playoff man, Kansas they, City. Yeah, they got yeah, Mahomes. Kansas, yeah. Got Mahomes, yeah. They, they have Mahomes. Ty, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Kelsey, they, they're oh, like the man. Avengers of of the NFL right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're the team of destiny now going forward for the NFL. We're going to see them in the playoffs, yeah. you know, year in and year out. Yeah. It's just, you know, who can who can get past them? Is it act, is it ever going to happen? Cuz at this point, I'm already ready to say Casey's going to be in the Super Bowl. I don't know against who. I'm I'm thinking maybe Casey versus Green Bay. But I don't like no, I don't want to I don't want to It would be fun. It would be fun, fun but I don't but I don't <laughs> I don't want the one seed versus the one seed. I like some kind of Cinderella team making it there. Cuz I feel I'm like gonna, I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Browns. So I love the Browns. To make the Super Bowl, yeah, I love the Browns in this one. I love the Browns last week. I said take the money line. They're going to go in and show out. They did a lot more than I ever expected. I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Either. I'm not going to say Browns money line this time, but I do think I would take the points. They're plus ten versus Kansas City going into this game. Now that can, that can change because we're today's only Wednesday, but yeah, I mean, still early. That's a huge. We'll see what the bets favor. You know, if people are going to take uh, Casey more, and that line's going to change. But I still think. Cleveland can make that game really competitive. If they get that run game going, it's going to be a, a shootout. Yes. Yeah, I agree. A shootout. Um, they they build everything off the play action. We've seen it multiple weeks now. You get Baker on the move and let him do what he's comfortable doing, and he he's effective at it. it goes crazy. Very. Yeah, very it goes effective. goes crazy. So. I, I just we'll, like it. We'll he's see. such a big motivator, man. Like how he's, a, he's he gets. a winner. I'll give him that. He's a winner. Yeah, he is. He finds a way to get it done. He is, man. They're they're fun to watch. I, I'm very happy for Cleveland, oh, yeah. Cleveland, and Cleveland fans yeah. for that team, especially the ones that really stick it out. Because now it, it's kind of it's looking it's up. It's paying for off. Yeah, it's, it's definitely paying off up. for him. Um, so, shout out! Shout out to the fan who uh, has like fourteen different quarterbacks taped onto his jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping, hopefully, with uh, Mayfield there, with Baker there, he can retire that, jersey's that jersey's got to be worth. Be, like it'd be fun. He thousands of dollars now. Hopefully, he can just have it hanging up in the room and have it retired. <laughs> Explain um, that to his kids one day. <laughs> Thomas, uh, let's get into Shh. Alabama versus Ohio State <clears throat> now. Before oh, you know, you go into your spiel. Uh, I would say Daquan said never bet against Bama. Now I wasn't trying to say I'm betting against Bama. I still think they're going to win, but I thought it was going to be a close game. I was completely wrong. Uh, what do you What do you think happened, Thomas? Uh, <laughs> I think uh, obviously Devonte Smith is. On a, at least in terms of college receivers, he's on a different planet. Um, nobody, nobody could guard him. Ohio State was, they were like, they Ohio State runs the worst possible defense you can run against Alabama, which is single high safety, a lot of man coverage. Nobody in the nation has the speed to keep up with that team. Um, Matt Jones, Florida D. <sighs> Did they, though? How many points did they score? 46. That's a lot of points. Oh, you mean Bama. Bama scored 52. They that's scored what I'm 45. saying. That's a lot of that's a lot of points. So obviously, they didn't have the speed to keep up with it. <laughs> I'm talking about on the, on the, as a defense. Oh. Um, 
You know, I think it was Bama just the firepower Bama had that game was obviously a lot more than I thought it was. Going, to, I mean, I let my heart get involved because I'm an Ohio State fan, but it's whatever. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Matt Jones was slinging the rock around like he was playing seven on seven, and at a bunch of different points in that game, that's what it looked like. It looked like seven on seven. There was no pressure. Dudes were wide open. I, I don't know what Ohio State could have done different to win that. They I don't looking at it now. I don't think there was a way they could win it. I just yeah. they were they were way they were outmatched. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what you was thinking. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to tell you this was not 2015. This this is a different team. This is a, a actual quarterback. They have an actual passing system. Like yeah. Deep. The only yeah. thing I didn't like about the game, I didn't like the fact that Jalen Waddle played. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that like to be a dick or anything. I'm saying that because you could I'm you could glad obviously he didn't tell watching the game he was hurt. I'm yeah. so glad he was still he hurt. Did you could tell. Hurt. Well, I know that. I'm I'm glad he didn't get hurt again. Like it didn't get yeah. worse. Like what was it? He he caught a pass and he caught a pass, went out of bounds, and you could see him hobbling off the field calling for the sub. Yeah. yeah. It was it was bad. like it, it got to the point like I think that happened. And I was like, I don't even take him out the game. He shouldn't even be playing. I, I he's remember, got nothing. He has nothing to prove. I remember watching the pregame and like you would see Waddle just running like sprints on the field to get warmed up. And at the end of his sprint, you see him start hobbling really bad. Yeah. And you, the announcers would, were like, Oh, it just looks like you know coming off of that fracture. That's just you know him getting back in his groove and trying to feel himself out. Hell no, no that's not that what that was, bro. <laughs> I, I don't want to you. I don't want to speak bad on Nick Saban, but I'm just I'm curious. Like, how how as a coach do you see that? Like, see him hobbling during the sprints, and then Nick still Saban let him play? didn't. Nick Saban didn't throw him out there on his own. He said, "If no, no, Waddle wants to play, yeah. it's it's completely his call." Which I yeah, I respect that. No, see, I don't because as a there comes a point, bro. As a your job as a college coach is yes to win games, but your your job as a college coach is to get these guys to the next level. You know, if, no, if you know they can go pro, bro. If you that's why I like Calipari so much for basketball, bro. If you know they can go pro, don't take the chance on, you know, a permanent injury. Your job as a college coach is to win for that program. That's why I said I said win games. I said no. Win I'm games. saying just win games. The next level no. is you have nothing to do with that. I mean, the only, got, the only like, difference that you're doing when you're a college coach is you're turning boys into men. You're not just trying to get them to the NFL. Like, these are guys completely under your wing that look up to you. That's why you're their coach. So, you know, you're going to be their role model, probably not role model, but just like someone that they're going to take all their advice from for the next four or five years. And, you know, if you go to the league, great. But also, your coach wants you to come out a better person after leaving the university. That's why the, all these guys, you know, they have the high GPAs in college. They're all well kept together men. How many times do you hear about an Alabama football player doing something stupid in the off season? You know, Reggie Ragman. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> exactly. He, he he had a big mess. Like it's not all the time that a Bama player is in the headlines for for some yeah, kind of so bullshit. I can, I can name one. Right. Look, it, it's I can like, name like I'm five off that. my freaking head just for Georgia. Ohio State, <laughs> they scandal. So look, look, Florida, Miami. Ours was Florida. in college, though. Yeah, but no, I'm not. I 
I agree with you with, you know, you're supposed to teach them to be better men. You're supposed to win games. But at the same time, you can tell where, you know, this guy is going to go to the league. Which is why I like Calipari for Kentucky so much is you can always come back and get your degree. If you got a chance to make money, go do it. But if you, but what happens if he would have played that game on that, that one catch he had? What if he would have fractured his ankle again? Well, yeah, three he, catches. And to me... That's why I'm going to see. He I think all the routes that he out. ran for those catches were safe, though. Because yeah, every always. single time he it, he went to the sideline. Yeah, I, yeah, but it was his decision, he, man. It was, it's it's you want to play it's safe, yes, but good. If you want to play, you want to play. Like what happens to you happens to you. We they probably gave they probably recommended Waddle that he not don't play. play. He probably was like, Coach, I can play, I can play, I can play. He played so. If yeah, something I just, would have happened to him, that would have been a hit on him. Like I'm not. I agree, playing. but I think yeah. at the same I think at the same time, if you see if you see your dude, a guy coming off of an ankle injury like that, that bad, and he's hobbling, just running, no contact, nothing, hobbling afterwards, I think you got to make the decision to not not put him in there. Like you said, it's up to him in the long run, but I just think. I, I don't think I could let, let somebody play through that, especially not somebody who you know has potential to be at the next level. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, did uh, Patrick Sertain get a target at him? I didn't watch all the game. Did, did Justin Fields throw it, uh, Patrick? Was Sertain over Olave? Because Olave barely did shit until the end. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to be real honest, too. Because uh, it looked like Garrett Wilson was getting most of the love for receivers. He only had 50 yards. I mean, I mean, I'll, Alave had what? Maybe I, yeah, I'll say they they targeted they targeted the tight end more than anything, and I expected the tight ends to do more. Also, God, damn. I mean, they had a, they had a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you read the game well, Q. I'm not I'm not gonna say you didn't. I thought um, it was gonna be closer. I thought it was gonna be. I said 35, 31. I it, I it was starting it was starting out like it was gonna be a shootout. Well, now, it was 14, 14, and then I don't know I don't know what happened after that. It, everything just kind of a blur at that point. I was like, wow. Had, I was like, uh, they're just putting up Devontae Smith is just abusing us right now. <laughs> All right. Now I have a I have a debate for you. Twenty twenty Alabama versus twenty nineteen LSU because LSU had what's considered the greatest offense ever in college football history last year. But I'm going LSU. I think I think Bama actually Are you? I think Bama I think Bama would LSU. win this game by three touchdowns. LSU defense? What? LSU's defense is crazy. What? They were. And you're going to choose Bama with barely. I mean, the defense ain't what we used okay, to see. Okay, LSU's Bama. defense was great. Yeah. Their secondary was great, but LSU's defensive line also gave up 121 rushing yards per game. Hey. I just, I don't know, bro. I don't know, <laughs> hey. I don't know who's stopping Devontae Smith, bro. That's my only thing. I mean, and let's cool. also let's also not wow. forget um, Alabama didn't play any cupcake games. They played all yeah. SEC teams, so LSU. I mean, yeah, but LSU, LSU got to play cupcake games. SEC now, if you're comparing stat for stat, LSU is going to be inflated a little bit because they play way more games. And well, LSU, I wouldn't say way more games, but they did play LSU some cupcake schedules. Beat Bama in 2019. Different team. What you mean different, different team? team? They had Devontae Smith. They had Waddle. What are you talking about? Different team. They didn't have Mac Jones. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I mean, they did. They did kind of have Mac Jones. <laughs> I mean, they had Mac Jones, but they didn't play. He was the backup. Right. Hey, what? I don't know. You I, don't you? You don't you? I don't know. See, but that's, a, that's another year, bro. I think like, the wide receivers at Alabama were better than LSU's. 
Oh, see, Jamar because Chase he sat, he sat, I'll say, yeah. Because Jamar Chase I mean, sat Jamar, out this year, so you Jamar Chase, how good he was. Okay, no, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson is all they had last year. Who else did you hear about last year? But you also had this year for Bama, you had Waddle. Imagine Waddle if he didn't take get him hurt. out because he didn't take him out because he didn't play. So you can't even really okay. throw him as a twenty twenty Bama team. Okay, you had Smith. Smith. You had Mechie. Patrick, Patrick Chatain. I mean, we're we're just talking about receivers. Oh, Mechie. Uh, Bowden, the white boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come okay, on, man. If if you take Tripping, out, bro. I mean, if you take out Justin Jefferson, Jimmy you take him out. Jamar Chase. I, he played. I know we Jimmy played. Take, why, why are you gonna take him out then? Don't okay. try to don't try to Come make on. your argument sound better. No, Justin <laughs> Jefferson played. <laughs> he stays right. in. Alabama had you, a better I, offensive line. I agree. Maybe. I don't know. I don't care about uh, the offensive line. I mean, this Come shit on, matters. Bro. Oh, for sure. For sure. But when we talking about skill positions and Lineback- uh, linebackers, LSU was better at linebacker. Bruh. You linebacker for sure. Ripping. Their secondary probably would have been. A, mm, I'm trying to think because LSU secondary was nasty because they had Fulton. They had uh, Stingley. Delpit was kind of suspect last year, but hey, watch your mouth. I'll hit you. <laughs> Relax. Uh, Bama obviously got certain and battle. He got ejected, but I don't know, yeah, man. I think I, so. I LSU last year they averaged forty-eight points per game, and they did that also playing Georgia Southern and Northwestern State last year. Alabama averaged 48 points, and they allowed 19 points in an all-SEC regular season. Your averages are going to be better with less games, though. Your average should be better if you have cupcakes on your schedule. But what I'm saying, so say they they go up 40 at halftime, the backups are going to come in, they're going to run the clock out. If you have more, if you play more games, your averages are going to be lower. Well, yeah. higher on defense, lower on offense, and they play because you're playing play more games. Teams, but they played Missouri, but <laughs> Mississippi State, but <laughs> Kentucky, but Arkansas, but what? What are you? <laughs> LSU with no defense and uh, sophomores and freshmen. What? Man, get out of here! Get out of here with that nonsense. I think. I- I think Joe Brady's a better coordinator than Sarkeesian is, so I think coaching coaching's got is gonna have a big thing. Obviously Saban's the best coach out there, but Oh for sure. But I think I think Joe Brady would have called a better game for Joe Burrow than Sarkeesian would for Mac Jones. Especially when you see what LSU did to Clemson in the championship last year. Like Ohio State got done dirty. Clemson <laughs> got done real dirty. And <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm still taking Bama. It's something that we'll never know. But I you still I think on that one. one. Yeah, you on your That's own fine. on that one. You on your own on that one, big fella. I, I don't see why you would take Bama. Like, I just think I'm they confused. have. The, I just think they have more intangibles. Intangibles? Come on, In- intangibles. You you going off stuff that you can't even measure? God damn! I what forgot. Do you mean measure in, in I tangibles? forgot. Bama had Jared Judy and Rugs. 
Yeah. Oh, last year, yeah. And they still LSU still beat them. So how is that team, Alabama team, today compared to that team last? What the intangibles? They had Smith, Judy, Ruggs. What? What? What are you talking about? I just don't think they win. And they still had Najee. <laughs> you what? No. Something's what? What? <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you looking at? I want to know. <laughs> what do you mean? What I'm looking at? They had. They had four. Look, AJ. Tell me you're not going off, bro. Tell me you're not doing the eyeball test. No, no. I pulled up okay. set for set and compared. That's it, Bruh. I don't know. I think I think LSU might take it, bro. Because I think Joe Burrow is the better. It's the better quarterback. Joe Burrow is the better quarterback, and they had Clyde Edward Hilaire last year too. I forgot for, about uh, LSU. Short man. Yeah. And they had Moss. They did have Thad. I don't know, AJ. Yeah, looking a little, a little. I mean, no, right no team will ever play an SEC schedule like that again. Bruh. I agree. What? They didn't have any Wait. cupcakes on their game, on their, on their schedule. No cup. Arkansas is it's... not a cupcake. No. Are you kidding Get me? The fu- Arkansas was competitive this year. At three or seven, they competitive at three and seven. <laughs> I mean, they're more competitive than a damn cupcake team. Kentucky, it's still an SEC school. What about Mississippi State? <laughs> they're not cupcakes. What about Tennessee? Not a cupcake. Oh my god! What about Missouri? That's a rivalry Tennessee's for cupcake. them. What about Missouri? Oh my god! I mean, Missouri's pretty bad, but it's not. A... Now, if you said like Vanderbilt, I would say cupcake. But they didn't Man, play Vanderbilt. You know, SEC top heavy as a mug. Get out of here with that. It is, yeah. The SEC is like most other conferences, like four teams at the top. Come on, man. They're still better than yeah. any other conference. Yeah, those four teams are better than all the <laughs> other conferences. Every, but um, every conference is like that. We're not going to get into that. Uh, real quick, I just want to touch into some uh, coaching vacancies. <laughs> um, WP. Uh, so last week <laughs> we had that conversation about uh Dougie Fresh and if he was gonna get fired this year and I I was like nah he'll coach another season. Uh I was proven wrong days later. Um Doug Peterson just got fired. So there's a there's a vacancy in the in uh in Philly. Now where would you rather go? Philly or Houston? I think both are pretty shitty places to go. <laughs> um I don't know bro at least yeah, that's tough. In, at least Philly's got their draft picks. That's true. Philly Deshaun, has their draft picks. Deshaun, Deshaun wants out. Yeah, he hearing from other players telling him to leave. Andre Johnson Deshaun only wants out, out because yeah. the GM didn't even – the GM promised him that he was going to be included in – or not the GM, I'm sorry. The front office told him that he would be included in the GM and the head coaching search, and they completely just blew him off. Yeah. So yeah. I can 100% so see why he would be very pissed off about that. I agree. Look, the issue with Philly is Philly can't stay healthy. Yeah. If Philly stays healthy, they have a good team. Houston, like, J- you even heard J.J. Watt told Deshaun Watson, I'm sorry, we should have been better. I'm sorry for, for ruining a, a year of your career. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to play. Like, it's not even like the fans are seeing Houston's bad. It's the players know that they're bad. Yeah. Um, it makes it worse. That was one of them. And then another thing, uh, the Bears re-signed – their coaches oh, to Lord. extended deals. And I was, I watched some of the, um, some of the conference and I was taking some notes on it. One thing that 
pointed out to me, uh, Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace was their spokesperson for this uh, press conference. He had said winning three out of the last four of the games spoke to the culture of the team. And I looked back to see who those last games were. They played the Jaguars. Mm. They played the Texans. Mm. And they played the Vikings. So you're going to tell me just those last three games was like, oh, yeah, these coaches look great. And they played those shitty-ass teams? (laughs) That's your decision? Mm, Come on, dude. What you just said is backfiring now. They're still in the NFL, in the the words of. That's that's true. They're in the NFL. But come on. They they're, in they're the, NFL. NFL. the Jaguars have the first pick. They only won one game. Blah, blah, blah. They're in the NFL. The NFL. Right? And you're going to make your Let's coaching decision off of that? The Vikings. The Vikings. The Vikings are a better team than what their record shows. Yeah. The Vikings got an automatic two L's because they had to play the Packers. <laughs> okay, so you they know. just go out and beat Deshaun Watson, and he has like no one at this point. And they're like, "Yeah, Nagy's great. We love Nagy." Think Alabama would beat LSU and they beat Missouri, Arkansas. <laughs> We're past this. No, 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 no. Because it's, no, it's catching up to <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're rambling. <laughs> Look, it's a matter. You know, if Nagy's a great offensive head coach, a great offensive coach. I don't. I don't. Who's their defense coordinator? Is it uh, Mark Tressman, or is he the offensive coordinator? Oh, I, I have no clue. I I forget which coordinator he is, but they they need more talent on defense. They only have outside of Khalil Mack. I mean, they got Hicks. Akeem Hicks. They got Trevathan and Smith, Roquan Smith, Eddie, but, uh, Phil Fuller. They defense is straight, so <laughs> defense not the problem. They're so far and few between though. Like you have one at every level. Like you don't really have nobody playing next to each other. Like what how, you mean? You got Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. You got Trevathan well last week, though. You got Trevathan and Smith. You got Trevathan's Eddie. on the Trevathan's oh, you, on the decline, though. You got Eddie. Roquan's nice. Fuller. I do like Roquan, but I think it's the offense. And then they need a quarterback. Yeah, the at least a quarterback right. that they that they trust. They might as well go and pick up Mitch's fifth year option at this point. They have no clue what they're going to do. I think they said earlier in the season they're going to decline it. They were going to turn. Yeah, it down. but then it also about, that turned over at the. Towards it, end yeah. of the season, and they said they're probably going to take it. Another sad city is Chicago. Now, now we're talking about it, man. I God. think Cubs won a couple years ago. They just got a World Series. That's yeah. cool, but the Bears suck. The Bulls Look, suck. The White Sox <laughs> are about to be one of the best teams in baseball. Man, Look, those, about baseball. those baseball. Chicago fans could care less. They got a World Series, and they'll, they'll be fine for the next hundred years. Right. I'd rather have a Super Bowl over a World Series. And you know, depends, people in the Midwest, on where you're at. Midwest people definitely want a Super Bowl. They still hold on to the 1985 Super Bowl. I mean, that's true, but I mean, you had people who's come on, man. You had people whose dying can. wish was to see a, a Cubs World Series. I mean, yeah, because they ain't winning what like a hundred some years or whatever. It was a long time. It was, it was a long something time. like that. Yeah, a long time. Like Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, Cavs not winning a championship. Like, I I think Look. people in the Midwest would rather have a Super Bowl over a World Series. That's I my think it opinion. depends on where you're at. I think Chicago. I, I'm talk- I think Chicago. No, I, I mean Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit. Uh, what else in the Midwest? Minnesota, like all those Midwest teams. I think they'll rather have a Super Bowl. 
I mean, they'll they'll accept their team winning a World Series, <laughs> but if they had to choose between winning a Super Bowl in NFL and winning a or World, World Series, Series, I think they'll choose the Super Bowl for sure. I don't know. I like I said, if we, if anybody who listens from Chicago, let a, let us know what you, what you would rather <laughs> see uh, a Super Bowl or yeah, World yeah. Series. Because to be honest, I'm not even a, um, a Washington fan, but if the Nationals win. Another World Series, uh, ah, ah, but let the Washington football team win a champ. What? I'm gonna be lit for them. <laughs> that is like what? The same with the Falcons. I don't, I don't care about the Braves. I mean, they cool and all, but the Falcons won a Super Bowl. I'll be pretty ecstatic uh, for AJ. The, the Braves are more um, coveted in Atlanta than any other team. I can guarantee you. And only, he's, he's from Georgia, so... I only <laughs> say that because, I mean, if you look at Atlanta, it's like the LA, the NYC of the South, right? Yeah. You see that A everywhere. That A represents Atlanta. Yeah. And it, I know I'm just talking about the logo, but when you put success behind that A, that shit takes off. You don't see... Yeah, because it's, it's the whole city. Right. It is the entire city. The I mean, Atlanta, the Braves are by far the most successful uh, sports team that Atlanta's ever had. They yeah. are the only team with a championship. I don't count Atlanta United. I don't, I don't count the MLS. That's like a <laughs> sub-championship. But... Other uh, major sports. Right. They're the most successful team. They had one of the greatest baseball players ever, Hank Aaron, home run king. I mean... There's so much. Come up now. There's so much culture with the Braves, uh, the Falcons. It before the 2000s, the Falcons were nothing. 1998 Super Bowl, sure, but they got trounced by the, Which the I Broncos. Had, uh, Dion. Yeah, Dion. Atlanta was nothing until Dion came, yeah. but then Dion left. Yeah. And then in <laughs> came you know Vic, and that's really when Atlanta got put on the map. See, Atlanta I, I was absolutely. They were. I think. I think you're just thinking too much of it. Um, people just like wearing baseball hats. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I got a Cubs hat. I don't. I can't name no, one I person think, on the Cubs. I think the Braves have the most upside, and they're the closest of any team in Georgia to a championship. And the Braves are going to be set up for a while, so they at least need to get one in the next five or six years. That's why I think people are more towards Atlanta winning another World Series because that's it's the closest, the closest they're going to get. It's just not the same, though, man. I don't I don't think it's the same. I don't, I don't think it's the same either, but it also depends on what city it is, if it's a baseball town or not. Atlanta is 100% a baseball town. You have, you have to look at it as far as demographics, like, like Chicago, 100% a baseball town. But I also agree. if you look at, uh, you know, let's say – Oakland, football town. Yeah. Or Buffalo, football town. Football. They don't even have a baseball team, but. Yeah, I say, they have a baseball team. But you look at the differences as far as what's going to be more important to one city than the other. Like, I think if the. I mean, they're going to be. Not to get wrong or anything, they're going to be ecstatic, you know, once it. Hopefully, when Atlanta gets to that point for a Super Bowl. <laughs> but they're going to be way more excited for a World Series because they know that's what's 
closest. That's what's on the horizon. Right. Well, Ooh, well, the that's just my argument for that. What will Boston be considered? Oof. Um, I would say baseball town. Y'all championship the hell up. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I would say honestly, Boston championship. Like, they're everything. They're they're tiny town. <laughs> I bro, I've been yeah, like, that's I've been to town. Fenway, I've everything. been to Fenway Park a couple times, bro, for for games. And it's like it's it's a different atmosphere than like I've been to other like Camden Yards and Baltimore and stuff like that, bro. It's, Fenway Park's like a different atmosphere than <clears throat> other than other ballparks. I would say Boston's probably more centered around baseball than anything, especially I, what really changed it was uh, the year the Boston, the bombing in the Boston Marathon happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ortiz gave that speech before, like right after it happened, and they ended up winning the World Series. Like that World Series really brought the whole city of Boston together for it. Yep. So they're, I think they're, I think they're mainly a, a baseball, baseball city. They'll take whatever though. Whatever Tommy gave Tommy gave him a lot. <laughs> I was saying, so in twenty years, Tom Brady gave y'all didn't yeah. nothing, huh? <laughs> but see, but they they don't play in Boston though. Playing oh, Foxborough. Yeah. I mean, they claim so, them. Yeah, I'm saying it. That's yeah, New England area. Yeah, it's funny. Foxborough is actually, I believe, Foxborough is closer to Providence, Rhode Island, than it is to uh, Boston. I mean, oh, Rhode Island donuts. I'm saying Rhode Island only a three minute drive through that state. It's only so big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're Don't tell your dad I said that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end the show with some segments. Um, we're gonna first get into round of applause. I'm gonna actually. I don't know who we're starting off with, but uh, I'll anybody can go. go I'll ahead. go ahead and go. Uh, my round of applause is gonna go to Lamar Jackson from this uh, past week. He got his first playoff victory. He got his revenge on Tennessee in the playoffs as well. Uh, he played great. Got that monkey off his back. Um, big game coming up for him this weekend, but round of applause for Lamar. He played a hell of a game. Q. Uh, my round of applause is going to go to Nick Saban <laughs> for being the best college uh, football coach to ever live. That's a good one. Um what do you got? Seven national championships. A lot, a lot of natties. Six, six with Bama, one with LSU. Um, he's the GOAT in college, man. I wish he could do it at NFL level too, but in college, he's he found he's his niche. Man. Yeah, he he found what works for him. He don't he doesn't even look excited anymore to win national championships. No. It's yeah, the norm, it's just, bro. It's business. It's the uh, norm. another game. Yeah. It's all business. Yep. All right, Tom. Um, just... Is that on me? Yeah. So, um, my round of applause is gonna go to the Bills. Um, obviously a a massive playoff win for them for that whole city. You've seen people jumping through tables again. It's back, baby. <laughs> but that's the first time they've won a a playoff game in how long? You know, it's been forever for them. So that's a that's a massive win, and for them to do it in, in close fashion at that, you know, it just gets them one step closer to possibly the AFC championship, the Super Bowl, maybe. I don't think so, but this <laughs> this week they'll get my round of applause. And um, one last thing that we have. Actually, we have a couple more things. Uh, we're going to introduce a newer segment. Uh, this is basically everyone loves lists, and we're, we're some list guys. So uh, we're going to do top three. Um, and to... Basically, start this off. We're at the end of college football. 
Uh, one thing that we did see that stays the same every year is there's some fantastic uniforms that come out for uh, teams in college football. So we're going to do top three college football uniforms from this year. Uh, Thomas, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, man. Look, my number one is the Tulane jersey, the the uh, light blue one with the, the little bit of green in the helmet. I don't know if I don't know if anybody else got it pulled up, but that that jersey's just it's clean. It's yeah, I know like the chef's about. kiss. And um, then it got like the wave on the helmet or something. Yup. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. Um, I like Cincinnati's uh, the white and black uniform. I like for the Bearcats. It's not you know anything extravagant in terms of colors or anything like that. It's just you got really, the, the big numbers. It's just clean. Yeah, it's just that the the white and black combinations are, you know, it's a, a color combo you can't really go wrong with. For it's sure. it's just one of those real clean ones. And then um, my third one is the Boston College the red bandana jersey, where you know it's basically white, but the number it's got the design of the bandana. And if you don't know um, the story behind it, it was basically a tribute to um, a guy during nine eleven who covered his face with a red bandana and saved. 18 people before the tower um, collapsed on them and killed them. So it's just, Jersey is a tribute to that, but it's Jersey is, I, I, it's one of my personal favorites. But, uh, okay. Okay. Right. Uh, Q, you got yours or you want me to go? Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, so my first one, you already know, I believe, I believe amazing blue baby, Michigan. Oh God. I'm a, I'm a traditional person. I like the the jerseys teams had since Jesus was born. So <laughs> that that maze in blue with the helmet, beautiful. Then my second one, USC, with that that cardinal and yellow, that gold. You can't go wrong with it. And my last one is gonna be Alabama, the crimson red. That's that's all you need. The crimson with red. The- you already know it's. It makes it you know pop with it that, that platinum Nike logo when they're in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you already know what time it is when you see that crimson red. <laughs> they don't need no they don't need no alternative jerseys. They don't need no black, no gray, nothing. Just give me that crimson red and you about to lose by forty. Bro, you remember when pro combat uniforms were all the hype like a decade yep. ago? I remember when there were like uh oh Alabama has new pro combat uniforms coming out, and, and I the, shit you not, they were the exact just, same shit. Yep. It was just <laughs> they just probably had like different material, <laughs> right? They were different material. Yeah, it was That's, dry fit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you stay go, with what works. Hey, go ahead, Ajj. All right, uh, my first one. I'm gonna go with uh, North Carolina. They had some uh, throwbacks from the 1990s. Uh, basically, this is when their program found success under Mac Brown, which I think is one of the best um, tributes to him, especially now that he is still their coach or is their coach again, I should say Uh, they stuck with the Carolina blue. They had the bold numbers in white uh, outlined in blue. And then they had a nice sleeve of uh, a thick line of blue, thick line of white, thick line of blue with the powder blue helmet. I'm sorry, the Carolina blue helmet, the stripe down the middle, with the UNC logo on the side. Extremely clean, and it has a Jordan logo. You can't go wrong with them. Um, the second one, uh, I'm, this one's going to hit close to home. Uh, Georgia's away uniforms that they wore versus Arkansas. Uh, 
they had the red britches. They had the white jersey. The jersey almost sim- almost looks similar to an Ohio State away jersey in a sense, without the gray in it being scarlet. Um, they had the black numbers. They had the red collar. The nice stripes on the side. Really classic look. They dropped the bubble numbers. And they went to the normal, you know, jersey block numbers. It was a really clean look. The only thing I didn't like about them was the reason. And it was the 40th anniversary of winning their national championship. <laughs> that shit's sad. Um, and then third, uh, Arizona brought out some military appreciation uniforms. Uh, it was an all-gray uniform with the red, blue, and gray sleeves. And then their classic blue helmet. Um, that was a pretty cool combination that I thought that they had. So that was my list. Uh, we're gonna okay. we're gonna go on to last segment. This is episode six, so we're gonna do yeah. best player to wear number six. Uh, let's see, Q, you just I, went. So Thomas, I believe it should start with you. Yeah, it's AJ. Your turn. It's is it your me? turn? Yes, okay. sir. All right, my best player to wear number six, dude. I'm just I'm having fun with this at this point. I'm just trying oh, to find boy. like who I think is. <laughs> Not necessarily overall the best player to ever wear it because there's plenty of people better. But I'm going to give some love to some more kickers this week. Jesus. I'm going to go punt god Johnny Hecker for the LA Rams. I don't even know who that is. He's one of the best punters in the league. He probably you're not, you're not the convinced me on, a, on, a, on another He's a four-time, four-time pro bowler and a four-time first-team all-pro as a punter. And that's my best player to wear number six. Take it or leave it. No, we're leaving. We're going to leave it. That's fine. We're leaving that shit at the store. That's fine. Go ahead. Front with you. My my go? Punters are people too. That's it on me. All (laughs) right. The best number six is William Russell, a.k.a. Bill (laughs) Russell. You know, call him by his government. (laughs) Look, look, a Hall of Famer, you know, everybody knows him. For the uh, the eleven championships, eleven time All NBA, you know, defense, all defense, uh, a five time MVP. His his numbers weren't, at least his scoring numbers weren't like eye popping. With the he only averaged fifteen points, but twenty two and a half rebounds, and you know, it's it's nuts. It's nuts to think that a man averaging fifteen points was leading people to eleven cha- was leading the team to eleven championships. Um. You know, he obviously before before we were born, unless when you guys got a secret, you want to say, but <laughs> I got that Benjamin uh, Button. Yeah, <laughs> Bill, Bill Russell to me, you know, the best the best player to wear number six. All right, my best player to wear number six is the smooth, classy number twelve pick in the nineteen seventy two NBA draft, Doctor J, Julius Irvin, um, Julius Irvin. Inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1993. He's a three-time champion, two in the ABA, one in the NBA with the 76ers. Four-time MVP in the ABA. Averaged 24, 8, and 4 over his career. His five years in the ABA, he averaged almost 29 points. He was awarded one of the 50 greatest basketball players and has one of the greatest dunks in-game anyone ever seen. The infamous cradle dunk, the rock the baby, whatever you want to call it, over Michael Cooper against the Lakers. So I'm going to go Dr. J. All right. All right. So um, those are some good picks. Apparently, y'all don't like mine, but that's fine. Uh, no, some, you're you're out on yours. <laughs> some, playing too much. Hey, I, 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 that's all I like to do, man. 
It's an opinionated <laughs> thing. I I respect y'all's pick. I don't care if you because we mine. give good picks. This punk guy, we actually giving we giving you valuable, nice, good players. You were talking about a punter, ha- dude. We have ninety nine of these. All right, there's gonna be times hey, where it'll be serious. Okay, no, all Just mine are serious. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you just pick Josh Smith last week? And you know exactly. how I feel about him, <laughs> right? AJ so don't it's care. An opin- Look, it's an hey, opinionated thing. AJ dude, don't care about, about this punter. He cares about punters. He don't care about him really. What I've been. I've been a Josh Smith fan since 2010. Thomas, let him know now I am one of the best special team players in Madden history. I'll always get a good punter. I love my punters. Man, punt, punt God AJ. I love my I'll punters. Sick All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honorable mentions that we have here. Uh, obviously, for the short time that he wore it, LeBron James. Uh, let's I'm, see. I'm not counting him as number six. You could have chose LeBron. He could have. I'm not picking LeBron. He's not true. I'm not counting him. I'll pick LeBron when we get to 23. <laughs> Way to ruin uh, it. <laughs> I'm not picking LeBron. I'm, I'm gonna find someone else crazy to pick. Um, Stan Usual. Who? St. Louis Cardinals. 24-time All-Star, three-time NL MVP, three-time World Series champion, Baseball Hall of Famer. Stan Usual. Uh, who else and we got? Who else we got? Who else we got? Dead look, we me, there's really not a lot Q, of number we already, six. We already like, named, to really we already named the best out. two. I would say you already we named, named out the best two. two, but there are some some that we can actually mention, especially from not Johnny Hecker. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's going to be all for today's show. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we are on Apple and Spotify. If you are listening to us somewhere else on another website. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you ever want to reach out to us, uh, give us any other kind of topics to talk about, or if you want to uh, just reach out to us as far as our blasphemous takes, um, kind of counting myself in that one for today as well. <laughs> um, you can follow us all on Twitter as well. We are all separately on Twitter, um, Facebook, and Instagram, but Q, you're not on Instagram. Nah. Just me and Thomas. Uh, we're... Probably going to be back on schedule next week uh, for uh, we record Tuesday night, release Wednesday. We're going to have some NFL recap. Uh, college football is over, so I can't say we're recapping any college football. Um, so, so mainly NFL recap. Anything else going on in the NBA, try to keep it light and entertaining for you guys. But you guys enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you all next week. Uh, I love you, Mama. <laughs> <laughs>